ten. Well, a really good morning and a warm welcome again to this church online service. My name's Adam. I'm one of the clergy at St Paul's. You're really welcome with us as we worship together. In a moment, we're going to worship in song. But before we do that, let me pray for us as we prepare our hearts to worship. As I was praying before about this service, Psalm 62, a well-known psalm, came to my mind. Let me read a few verses from that psalm to you as we begin. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I shall never be shaken. Lord God, our soul finds rest in you alone. As we come before you afresh this morning, we pray that you would draw near to us, that you would give our souls rest in you, that we would know your powerful presence at work in us and through us. So draw near to us by your spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to hand over to Rob, who's leading us in our sung worship this week. to see you 
Good morning everybody. My name is Katie. I'm the Children's Minister at St Paul's and this morning we are continuing our journey through Acts and thinking about what life was like in the early church. Now when the church was starting to grow, the twelve found that things were starting to get a bit hectic, a bit out of hand. People were moaning and complaining because they were trying to be in charge of everything, the teaching, the praying, supporting the poor, feeding people who needed it. They lost track and some things went a little bit wrong. So the apostles got together and prayed and decided that the rest of the disciples should choose seven men who were full of the spirit and full of wisdom. They decided that these men would sort out the day-to-day -day running of the church, like distributing food to people who needed it, while the apostles could focus on praying and teaching. Everyone thought this was a marvellous idea, and they chose Stephen, Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas and Nicholas from Antioch. The apostles prayed and laid their hands on them. Because they did this, the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests started to follow the teaching of the apostles. Now I love this story and it makes me think particularly of two things. Firstly, we can't do everything ourselves. I really struggle with this. I like to feel in control and yet when I have too much to do I feel completely overwhelmed and I can get really stressed and anxious because I think that I need to do everything. But this passage reminds us that we can't and actually shouldn't try to be in charge of everything in our lives. Sometimes our skills are better suited to one task and not to another. And that's okay. I used to kind of think that the apostles were these amazing people who could do anything that they tried to do and they never needed any help and they were just brilliant. But we know from the Gospels and Acts that that's not true. And this leads me to my second point. The disciples didn't do what I do when I feel stressed and out of my depth, which is to eat a lot of chocolate, cry and have a bath. No, the disciples did something much better, obviously. They asked for help. They recognised that things were starting to get too much, that they were better suited to teaching and praying than the practical side of things, and they prayed about it and they asked for help. I know I often feel embarrassed if I have to ask for help. Sometimes you can feel like you failed or let people down if you need help. That's not the case. Asking for help shows that you have strength. It shows that you're doing something the disciples would do. The apostles recognised that things were starting to get difficult and they asked for help. But importantly, they didn't just ask the first passerby that they saw. They asked people who were full of the spirit and of wisdom. In other words, people who were qualified for the job and would do it well. So I want to encourage you all that if you are finding something, anything hard or stressful or overwhelming, even if it's just day-to-day -day life, ask for help. Don't be afraid to share your problem with someone who will do a good job of helping you. It doesn't mean you're weak or that people will think less of you. It means that you will stop feeling overwhelmed and stressed. And it means that the job or task at hand that you are doing will get done. 
asking for help and indeed offering help to people who need it makes things better for everybody. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you built us to live in community. We thank you that you gave us each different abilities. Lord, I pray that each of us would know when to ask for help and that when we need help, you would point out people who can offer that help to us. Lord, help us also to notice when other people need help and to step in and offer that. Help us grow together as a supportive community. Amen. It's time to sing our all age song now, so let's sing together. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God and he holds us in his hands. Our God is a great big God. to be here with you today we are going to be doing some prayers together now and uh, these are going to be a bit interactive so um, the young people on the screen are going to be acting something out it's going to be a place that has reopened this week and Lizzie is going to try and guess what that place is once she's guessed that place is going to tie into our prayers so they have had the first place sent to them already so they've had a bit of thinking time um, but the rest of them are going to be a bit of a surprise. So, can we have our first place, please? Go. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so they're doing some movements, some exercises, some working out. Where what? might they do yeah. that? Say again. Gym. Yeah. Well done. I they were outdoor... Say it again. Oh, the outdoor ones. The outdoor gyms have opened. I'm not sure where they are, but they have opened. <laughs> so, 
our outdoor gym is going to link to a sorry prayer. So often when we go um, to the gym, we might be using some weights. They might weigh us down a little bit. And that can sometimes feel a bit like when we've got things we know we need to say sorry to God or sorry to other people for. Um, so why don't we just take a moment to think about something that we've said or done or thought um, this week that we need to say sorry to God for. And we're going to pray for that. So just have a quick moment to think. And let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you are a God of forgiveness. We thank you that we can say sorry to you and you forgive us. And we pray for those things that we're thinking about now, that um, you would wipe our states clean, Lord, that we would be able to give those things over to you. And if there's people we need to say sorry to, you'd give us boldness to do that too. Amen. Okay, that was our first one. Oh, I need to send you the next one. So are we ready for this? I should have pre-written it, shouldn't I? Yeah. Okay, there we go. You got that? Okay. Okay, all got it? Um, yeah. Ready, go. <laughs> so we've got some praying, some singing, some tall towers. Yeah, church. Well done. So churches have now reopened for um, private prayer and there's weddings going on um, in churches too, all obviously at a socially distanced uh, level. But um, we can now go back to our churches in various different ways, which is really exciting. So I thought that would be a good idea for a thank you prayer. So you might want to say thanks for churches reopening and maybe weddings or people that you know who are getting married. There's a few people in our church who can do that now, which is great. Um, or there might be something else that you want to say thank you to God for this week. Um, maybe it's um, parks reopening or maybe it's a friend who's done something really cool for you this week. But why don't you have a moment just to think about something we want to say thank you to God for. And let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you are a God of goodness. We thank you that you love to bless us. And we thank you for all those things that we're thinking of now, whether that's um, churches reopening for us to be able to go for private prayer, whether that's weddings being able to happen. We commit to all those people we know who are getting married or hoping to get married soon. And we thank you for all the other things on our hearts too, for special places and special people. Amen. Amen. Okay, last acting one you'll be pleased to know is this one, and this is the one I'm most excited about. That's probably not a good thing. Oh, <laughs> it's not a good thing. Okay, <laughs> ready, steady, go. Uh... <laughs> yes, I do believe theme parks are open, um, zoos are open kind of big places that we want to go and explore and we've really missed going to are open and um they were all brilliant roller coasters by the way uh, <laughs> very enjoyable um and this is going to tie into a please prayer um so particularly thinking about um theme parks often our lives can be um described as being a bit of a roller coaster so there's kind of the very high exciting moments and then there's um times when things are lower and a bit um you can be a bit sad or a bit upset or a bit worried about things um, and so we're going to be taking time to say please to God now for those times when maybe things are a bit trickier so we may have things going on in our lives that we want to bring before God um, but also we've got some um, video updates from CAP which we're going to see now which will tie into our prayers so let's watch those 
Hey, St Paul's Church, I hope you're doing well. Um, it's interesting times, isn't it? Um, I guess many of us have been up and down during this time. There's been lots of challenges. Um, so just bear a thought that actually if we've been challenged, if we've found life a bit difficult at times, um, then just imagine um, how difficult many of our CAP clients have found this time, especially when they're isolated, on their own, a lot of the time actually probably too depressed or yeah just find it difficult just to contact anybody um, we've been dropping off food shops to people we've been giving off out food vouchers um, one of our clients was on my mind um, for a few days and I asked God I said why is this client this lady um, on my mind and um, all of a sudden I had a a message come from the befriender and she said oh so and so is really struggling she's having suicidal thoughts um, can we do something to help her out? Um, so within a, within a space of a few days, um, we managed to take around a load of bedding plants um, and um, some paint to redecorate her, her room because actually her daughter was moving back into the property. Um, we are now working in a, with a remote system, which means that we are speaking to clients over the phone, using the internet, and um, they're using something called Nextcloud where they upload all the photos. Um, got several new clients. New clients are still coming in, still coming on board. Um, we're still giving them hope. We're still encouraging them. Uh, we're still loving them, praying for them over the phone and sharing the things of the kingdom with them, which is great. Um, but I guess if you could be praying for us, what we really want prayer for is that we can be gracious and patient with our clients and that they would have the wisdom of how to use this new process um, until we can work with them face to face. So CAP is still going on, it's still happening, and we thank you for your love, thank you for your support, and um, hopefully we'll get to see you again face to face. Bye St Paul's, adios amigos. We've now watched those videos, thank you so much um, to uh, the people who presented those to us, and we really want to take some time um, to pray particularly for Food Bank and for CAP, and also for things in our lives that we want to say please to God for. So let's do that now. Father, we thank you so much for the work of Food Bank and CAP. We thank you for how essential they have been to people, particularly during this time. We pray that you would give real wisdom and grace to the volunteers working in those organisations and that their clients would just be um, really welcomed and get all that they need, that you would provide all that they need. And Lord, we pray for our lives too. If there's things we need to bring before you or ask for your help with, um, we pray that we would do that now and we would hear from you. Amen. Amen. Okay, we're going to end by saying the Lord's Prayer. I didn't give you a heads up about this, so I'm really sorry. Um, so we're going to say the Lord's Prayer together. Perhaps I'll say it. If you know the actions, um, you're welcome to join in. If you just want to say it quietly, you're welcome to do that too. So let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Thank you so much for um, all of your help. You are all brilliant. Um, and we are now going to sing together again.
everyone my name is Helena and I've been part of the church family for one year the Bible reading today is from Acts 6 verses 1 to 7 in those days when the number of disciples was increasing the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebrew Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food so the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, It will not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word 
of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and we will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanon, Timon, Permenus, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you to Helena for reading our Bible passage as we continue with the story of the early church from Acts. Let's pray that God will speak to us. Heavenly Father, how we praise you for the growth of the early church 2,000 years ago, and we praise you for the growth of your church worldwide since then. Pour your Holy Spirit down on us today, and may we be part of the growth of your kingdom here in Leamington and Warwick and this area. Speak to us now, we pray, about the part you have for us to play in what you are doing. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So here we have uh, a major problem faced by the early church. It's not their first major problem. They've had persecution. We saw a few weeks ago Peter and John had been arrested and in trouble. And in chapter 5, which we've skipped over, They've been arrested again and flogged and they're still in trouble, but they keep preaching and the message of Jesus keeps spreading. Uh, after the persecution, the second problem they faced was one of corruption and hypocrisy. If you don't know the story of Ananias and Sapphira in chapter 5, it's a good story with a salutary warning to be honest and open with the Lord and each other. Uh, but the early church weathers that problem. But now this third problem is one of busyness and distraction, uh, the danger of, mis of stopping doing the main thing just because there are so many other good things to do. I think it's still the devil's number one tactic here in the United Kingdom where the good is the enemy of the best. It's not a new problem. Moses faced it back in Exodus and had good advice from his father-in-law Jethro what to do with it. And here in Acts chapter 6, we find a problem of growth and tensions growing. So what is the problem? Well, the early church cared for those in need. And when the church was relatively small with a few widows, that was manageable. But the church has kept growing. The growth is explosive. Now, there's lots of widows and families in need, and not everyone is getting uh, the same handouts and food that others are getting. And the problem seems to be exaggerated down a racial divide. Uh, the Hebraic Jews uh, seem to be getting the food and the Greek Jews uh, not so much. Now we have seen in recent weeks and months since the death of George Floyd just what a problem racism is. 
obviously terrible when it's deliberate, but also terrible when it's unconscious and just there happening without anyone really realising. Uh, and I'm sure this problem wasn't deliberate in the early church, but there seems to be an unconscious racism that was going on. And the apostles need to deal with it. Uh, the problem is exaggerated by the growth. It's a major headache. The apostles are spending their whole time sorting this out. And they're distracted from their main ministry of preaching the word and prayer. Now we find the same issues today. Whenever a church grows, you get new tensions and you need new structures to cope with the growth. I'm so grateful in our time uh, here at St Paul's in Leamington for the way that the Lord has brought Food Bank into being and CAP, Christians Against Poverty, those ministries we prayed for earlier today, such that uh, all of our time doesn't need to go into those because those ministries are, well, are happening well. We can support them and encourage them. From my point of view, I can still concentrate on the preaching and teaching. But as the church grows, problems uh, continue to come. These are problems of life. And in many ways, we need to thank God for them. Much better to have problems of life than to be like a graveyard where everything is neat and tidy, but there's no life at all. It's all dead. Indeed, in 1 Peter chapter 2, Peter compares the church to a building site. Every building site I've seen is fairly messy and God is building his church. So there's always some mess and issues we need to deal with and just as true today. That was the problem. So what was the solution? Well, the apostles were very clear that they mustn't neglect their God-given calling to preach and teach and lead in prayer. So they ask the people to choose seven others who can head up this responsibility of the food distribution and make sure that people from every different racial background are cared for equally. Uh, they didn't delegate it because it was less important, it's not beneath the apostles, but it was stopping them doing what God had called them to do. Uh, this wasn't seen as a second-rate ministry. The people who led this, the seven deacons they chose, needed to be full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom just as much as the apostles did. And so they chose seven. And from the names, it seems that most, if not all, of these men that were chosen were Greek speakers themselves. It was a wise move if the Greek widows were feeling hard done by to have more leaders from their part of the community. Now at St Paul's I'm very grateful for the racial mix that we do have. But when it comes to leadership we don't have so many from the BAME communities uh, up front on Sundays or on the PCC and that's something I'm keen to uh, work on so that people from all different backgrounds are well represented in leadership in the church as well. Now a few principles for us to be clear about from this passage. Uh, the first one is that God calls different people to different ministries. It's not that one ministry is more important than the other, it's just that God calls us all to do different things in his service. St Paul has that wonderful imagery of the body in 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, we need our head, we need our eyes and mouth, we need our feet and legs and hands, we need our internal organs, we need them all. And God calls us all to serve him in different ways. And it's the same word used for the apostles' ministry as for the waiting on tables. The same word ministry or service, uh, the word you get deacon from, diaconia. The apostles are called to serving the word of God. 
uh, the deacons were called to serve food to those in need. Uh, now, it's tragic when clergy get referred to as the ministers because all of us as God people are called to ministry. The question is, what ministry or service, it's the same word, ministry and service, is God calling you to do? Another principle is that the preaching of the word and prayer must never take second place to pastoral care and administration. There is a real danger in the Western church of sacrificing preaching and teaching for pastoral care. Indeed, it's been a danger in our own church at St Paul's at different times in our past. Both matter, they go together. Jesus told Peter both to feed the sheep, that means teach them, and to care for them. And I know that at different times I've allowed myself to get too drawn into administration or pastoral need and neglect the calling on me to teach and preach. Uh, as our team has grown and with good operational staff, there's no need for that to happen for me anymore. So please encourage me to keep doing what God's called me to do and to lead in the ministry of the word and prayer and not to get drawn into things that I shouldn't get drawn into, however important they are. I've said that ministry is about service. Uh, Jesus said he came not to be served but to serve and he sets a model for us. For us, We are all to serve others in different ways. I love the way uh, we see some of these seven deacons ministry growing. Next week we'll see how Stephen's ministry grew and the week after that how Philip's ministry grew. And if we're faithful in serving God what he calls us to do, even if it's a fairly small thing to start with, you will find God calling you into wider ministry. My own first step in serving and ministry uh, was helping at a scripture union camp down in Dorset. Uh, and the job I was given to do was to help make teas for the teenagers and to wash up. Uh, now, those aren't my favorite things to do, but actually with the team we had, we had great fun doing that. And by being faithful in that, I was entrusted with a bit more and a bit more. And so things have gone down the years. A great way to start is to offer to help and to serve by doing something practical and who knows what ministry will result in years to come as you do that. Perhaps the last thing I want to say is that all ministry needs the Holy Spirit. These seven deacons needed to be full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. The apostles laid their hands on them and prayed for God to fill them and equip them for their ministry. And whatever God is calling you to do, whether it's in church or in the workplace or in your neighbourhood, uh, however God is calling you to serve him, you need the filling of his Holy Spirit. And we'll pray for that afresh in just a moment. I love what happened as a result of all this. Verse 7, so the word of God spread. The number of disciples increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. And priests are notoriously difficult. Uh, to reach and to change. So something dramatic was going on. Let's pray now for our church and for each of us that God will fill us with his spirit. And please pray for our senior leadership team and wardens and the PCC, they're meeting tomorrow night, as we look to oversee what God is doing here in Leamington and this area and keep in step with him. Let's pray together. 
Heavenly Father, how we praise you for the growth of your church here in Leamington down the years. And we know that that creates its own problems of growth and tensions, just as we see in the early church. Send down your Holy Spirit afresh on all of us, we pray. Give wisdom to our PCC and those who help me in leading the church, that we would keep in step with your Spirit and do what you have called us to do. For those of us called to teach and preach and lead in prayer, give us grace to concentrate on that. For those of us called into more practical ministries uh, of serving and caring for those in need, give grace to do that for our wider ministries like Food Bank and CAP as we prayed earlier. And now we pray for each individual. Come Holy Spirit and fill us afresh and will you call each one into what they should be doing for you. For those who are doing too much, show what we should stop doing in order to concentrate on what you want us to lean into. For those who aren't sure where to start, will you give them grace to offer and show where that should be? So come Holy Spirit. Let's just take a minute in quiet to listen for whatever the Lord might whisper to you. to encourage you, uh, if you're not sure what to do, to talk with someone uh, about what you might be able to do. Heavenly Father, continue to pour your spirit on us as we worship you together in song now. And may you be glorified in this town and this area. And may the word of God spread here in this part of Warwickshire and further afield. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's sing again now. like 
As we close our service, receive this blessing from God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look kindly on you and give you his peace. So may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit rest upon you and fill your house and your household and shine through you wherever you go, this day and forevermore. Amen. Uh, as we're doing each week now, we're going to meet for a chance to chat together. You can grab a coffee and then we'll meet over Zoom. The link is in the Friday email that Jan sent. Uh, if you haven't joined us before, please do. Uh, we gather together and then we break out into groups of four to catch up with each other and most weeks you get to meet someone new from the church family. That will be at 11 o'clock or very shortly afterwards. And then our next chance to pray together over Zoom will be next Sunday evening, not, not tonight, but next Sunday evening we'll pray together over Zoom. May God bless you, may you have a good week and look forward to seeing some of you soon to chat over coffee. <laughs>